Hello and welcome to another episode of Gumbo Live. Here's your host, BJ from Board Game Gumbo. Hey, Board Gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here. Back in the Gumbo Pot, it's another episode of Gumbo Live, episode number 145. Gumbo Live, the number one Facebook Live talk show in Rain, Louisiana. That's right, I checked, and we are number one. We're going all the way to the top. I don't I don't think anybody's going to take us over over there in Rain. It's dedicated to board gaming. Our special guest tonight, I mean, is he really a guest? He's the, one of the keys to the show, DJ Bell, game designer and president and CEO of Panda Manufacturing. He didn't check the show notes, so I left it in there. <laughs> Hit us up on social media. I'll, I'll get Jay to fix that, but hit us up on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook. I even highlighted it, Steve. I put it in yellow highlight to make sure he saw that. Uh, hit us up on Twitter or on Facebook at Board Game Gumbo, and we'll be looking for your questions in the chat crew tonight, but it's not just me. I've got a whole panel. I've got VJ Bell, hey, the Gumbo hey, and the Name Father. We're back together again. Hi, friends. Hey y'all. Good morning. Um, Hello, all. Hello, Mr. CEO. Doing? Where are you now, Mr. CEO of Panda Manufacturing? Well, I'm about to be looking for a new job now that uh, somebody's <laughs> going to give me. No, job. it's DJ Bell, and you do work for Panda Manufacturing. Yes. You're yes. a pre press specialist? specialist and account manager. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's so funny. What? I made that joke at PAX, actually, that um, I was the CEO and owner, and someone was like, wait, what? And I was like, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> It's it's a callback. It's a classic callback. I had no idea. Yeah. I highlighted there, and then I forgot to talk to you about it. So uh, I wanted to do that. So yeah. DJ Bill, you've been on the show many times, but never as the featured guest, right, Steve? I don't know. I don't think he's ever been he's there. I think his name has made it into the title sometimes, but I don't know if he's been the one and only. Not as a guest. Not that you, I can recall. We have Cosmic Beat yeah. checking in. Cosmic Beat comes uh, watch on Twitter, some on uh, Twitch, on our Twitch streams on Tuesday nights. Thank mm -hmm. you for checking out the show. So, DJ Bell, tell everybody where are you and what are you up to now? Because you're not in the Gumbo Pot every Tuesday night like you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm currently in Princeton, New Jersey. I have relocated to the Northeast for, for the, I guess, like semi foreseeable future. This is the long-term place that I'm going to be. Uh, and yeah, I'm closer to Steve now. He's right right across the the river water area in, in New York. And I'm right here in New Jersey. I'm probably going to be out there this weekend, actually, Steve. So I, I think might that's Lake Ontario, right. if I remember. Right. If I know my geography. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm closer to a lot of conventions. So I got to go to PAX, you know, Button Pub Prime is this this way. There's Metatopia in New Jersey, so it's nice. Metatopia coming up. Say hi to Vinny, uh, our friends from uh, Dex Envoy over there. Metatopia, they've been running that Metatopia convention for a long time. I've always wanted to go to that one. That that actually looks like a pretty good one. And they have some design elements, too, if I remember right, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What's happening I've on the design I've never heard of that front? one. Metatopia? Yeah, that's, it's an Metatopia. East Coast thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Metatopia is mostly for, as far as I know, it's like huge for playtesting and they really like cater to oh, okay. what that makes the designers sense. need. Yeah. What's yeah. up on the design front? Anything going on? Yeah. So at PAX, I actually did two sessions in the Unpub room and I got in a total of 16 playtests of Pippin. 
Oh, wow. Mm. 16 of Pippet? Yeah. Is that wow. more speed than we did at Auburn? I can't remember. Um, it's got to be, yeah. I mean, and yeah. hopefully they were they were better than me and Evan. Did they keep I, Did they keep the dice inside? Mostly, mostly. For so the most part. is my dice dexterity game, and it um, it's it's been kind of compared to Strike. But there's a lot of different elements there. Where there's this forty five degree, these canals that are in the board, and depending on which one of those you land your die in you get to either remove it for points or remove it for like little powers that you can do to manipulate the dice and if you miss the board you kind of lose a little bit of advantage on this tug of war situation that's going on kind of seven wonders dual style and um no it was it was great to to play test that at pax um you got some good feedback of, yeah, yeah 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 lots of people that i when I met for the first time, and a couple familiar faces got to play. Uh, Aaron Bradley from Game and Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Gil Hova, I got to meet Gil, and he played. Oh, gave me cool. some great feedback. Uh, I was actually surprised Evan, that Gil was there because he had kind of talked about stepping away from the, you know, just kind yes. of taking a break from the board game industry totally. But I guess maybe he's just a player now, right? An enthusiast. It's true. Yeah, he might he might be free to do things that he'd like to do rather than the company yeah. needs to. Yeah. Yeah. Have you played any of Gil's games before, Jay? Can't recall if I have. No. I, I feel like so. Wordsy is a game you would like. Uh mm -hmm. if you haven't played Wordsy, maybe next time you're in town we can uh, we can play that. Is so. is Sagrada his too? Mm -mm, that's uh who am I thinking? Adrian Adam Anescu and um Adam Eskew. and Daryl okay. um Daryl Andrews is who Darryl I was Andrews, thinking of. Yeah. Who oh, I got I to finally meet by the way, Jay. At oh, BGG nice. Con, yeah, we we have you know he's been in our chat many times, and uh, I you know like interacted on social media, but never actually uh, saw him in person. And he came up and said, "Hey," and and he was like, "You know, you always said I was going to be on the show." I was like, "Man, we got to get that, we got to get okay. that happening." So at one time we were going to get Daryl on the show, and we just lost track of it. Yeah, so, Daryl, we still have you on the list. We're going to get we're going to get it done. So mm -hmm. he he was uh, I mean we only got a brief uh, chance to talk because we were both going two different places, but. He's a, he's a, he seems like a really cool guy. Yeah, glad you got good feedback on that, Jay. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about what's what's in the cards for for Pippet and after playtesting that pack, so I'm gonna go home to Lafayette and get the get the Dobbler Deluxe experience. We're finally gonna build a plastic tray for the game. Uh, okay, to see how that affects the the toss, the bounciness of your dice and the. Like the, the Dobster is an ex, is a just extraordinaire 3D printing guy, so mm -hmm. I'm, so we'll finally see what it should look like then, right? That's nice. Yeah, that'll be kind of cool. Maybe even play it live. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we could. How are you going to handle the bouncing part? Is it going to be bouncing on plastic, or are you going to have something inside it? So yeah, I want, I want to see because like plastic trays aren't made from the same material that 3D printers use, right? So okay. it performs really well on hard stock or, you know, hardboard inserts. Right. But I want to see what happens when you try a different material on it. Hmm. That's Pippet. So I'm thinking play test next week, Kickstarter, January, delivery, February. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, why are we Published not having this before? Sounds reasonable to me. Games. Why, is this, why is this not a stocking stuffer already, Jeff? <laughs> 
Jay, one of the topics we wanted to talk about um, before we get to your trip to PAX, unless you have any other news to tell us, any other game news to tell us? Okay. I don't think so. It is the Christmas season. And so we were kind of banding about on our little uh, channel about we're going to be we're going to be getting together with family and friends. We're going to be doing secret Santas. We're going to be giving gifts to nieces and nephews, right? Mm -hmm. Some of them game, some of them don't game. The four of us can give maybe some advice. What games would we give? And since Verla is the overlord, Verla, you want to <laughs> I, I think it's only appropriate that Verla go first, right? Should I go first? Any, okay. any objections? None. All righty. Turn around. Oh, I would give. He's got visual. Uh, Tipperary. So let me set it aside here. From Lookout um, Games, goes, right? Tipperary? It's from Lookout. Yep. Lookout. It just recently became available in the U.S. Uh, this is my mom's copy that she got from Zatu before anybody could get their hands on it here. But I like to call it Planet Unknown Light um, with Sheep and Whiskey. So it's kind of got a similar. Uh, mechanic and a wheel in the middle when you've got two tiles, polyomino shaped tiles in each section that you choose from uh, when it's spun on each turn. And you're trying to build, everybody has like a base center tile that they all start out with. And you're building out from there, trying to get different terrain types that give you different uh, ways to score bonuses. Yes, there we go. There's some great pictures. Um, it's really easy to teach. It's easy to learn. And it's, you know, you've got the random tiles and it's just good, easy, fun. Like everybody I know that has learned it wants to play it again immediately. It plays pretty quick, depending on how many people. I mean, if you're playing it two player, we can knock it out in like 15 minutes. If you're playing more, you know, maybe a little bit longer, 20, 25, depending on people's AP. But everybody is taking a turn at the same time. You've got the, you know, the primary person who spins the wheel on their turn and uh, determines, but then everybody is taking a tile all at once and placing it in their board. It's so got a spinner. I think it's got a spinner. That hmm. one looks different than the real one. Though. It does. It looks, ele looks elevated. This looks like a prototype version, I think, if I had to that guess. That might be. I'm trying to get so, there. We go. Yeah, that, that looks, looks like. Yeah, that looks. How many of us like played it. it in Auburn for a Chuckon? I know I did. I actually didn't yeah. play it at that point. Okay. Um, I and I didn't play it till Jake, a couple Jake months later. With, Jake played with you and Kelly, BJ. Yes, I played with uh, Jake and Kelly. And Cosmic Beat says tough to check this out. Love Planet Unknown. I know Jay. You yeah. love Planet Unknown. Oh, I yeah, adore Planet I Unknown as well. It's like a fast-playing Planet Unknown, right? Don't you think, Verla? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. If you don't have time to pull everything out for Planet Unknown, as awesome as it is, it kind of has a lot of components and a lot of things set up, and this is just so, so quick and easy. So this is definitely my recommendation, what I would be gifting for people this year. Tour is fun. V very easy to teach, right? I mean, we, le we learned Super it basically easy. from that sheet that, that Kelly had printed out. Because uh, mm -hmm. I remember, if I remember right, she had like the German version of the game, with possibly like a, or she. I, I know everything was in a Ziploc bag because she was trying <laughs> to do it for travel. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I didn't know. You, I'm, I'm going to show my ignorance here because uh, I'm sure Steve knows this. I didn't know until Glenn Flaherty uh, uh, posted something this week. It's an actual place from from where mm -hmm. Glenn's family is from. Yes, uh, Ireland, I think. It is, is it Ireland. It's a long Scotland? way to Tipperary down here. It's in Ireland. Is it? County okay. Tipperary in Ireland. County Tipperary. Says on the back of the box. So, uh, I've never been there. I never heard of it. So, but I did like the economic part of it. 
uh, the little barrels part. And I like the little, I love the little tile laying. So yeah, that's a good choice. And the little sheeple meeples. They're the so sheep, cute. That's right. The sheeples. I like that. Sheeples. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Steve, what about you? What do you got? Well, just follow up on this. This came to me from my secret Père Noël. Um, who could that this, be? Uh, who could that possibly be? Uh, the jolly old gumbo himself. Uh, <laughs> delivered this to me for Secret way, Santa. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out how you figured it out. It was the praline. Oh, the praline. That, that, oh. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of did. That kind of did the That's job. Kathy, Kathy says Orleans. thank you for the. By the way. Oh, tell Kathy uh, thanks. Yeah, and the New Orleans did, did not team. care about the games, but ate the praline and had it. And the good. address, <laughs> the praline, the the Lafayette address, and the uh, yeah. The there, there were there Wait, were. Clues. I know nothing about tea. I'm at Champagne's Grocery. And I'm trying to find something. That, so the first one I picked out, by the way, was like a mango honey. No, watermelon honey. Hmm. Is that interesting? That would have been interesting. I would have gone with that. But the, the one that you said is good. I, I like I like the caffeine in there too. So that's that's doing me fine. I did not. Know but Tipperary is here now, and will probably be coming with me to Adam's game night this Saturday. So that's going to be one. I'm glad to hear you say it's an easy teach because I'm going to be the one who has to do it. And guys, you know, I'm not the teacher in my game group and amongst you guys, but like I feel very confident teaching this one. If I yep. can handle it, yep. anybody can handle it. Very cool. All right, so we will definitely be playing that on Saturday. Um, my recommendation: I have two. My, mine is, I guess, if you're actually buying for somebody else and it needs to be well. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> I would say Acropolis would be a good one. This is, again, I love tiling, just like Verlo shows with Tipperary. Um, yeah. This is similarly tile laying, 3D puzzle solving, and you basically get a multiplier based on the number of stars that you've played out there. But then you also multiply that to get your points for each color by the other tiles that you've laid in that color. And then they go higher as they build vertically, they're worth more points. Just like this. So it is a level. real, it's a real puzzle of how do you place for colors? Some things score when they're isolated. Some things score when they're on the edges. Some things score when they're in the longest contiguous connection. Um, but a really, really wonderful game. I would give Acropolis to someone who is um, ready for something a little bit beyond um, a simple classic card game or some sort want to do a little bit more gaming with the family but don't necessarily feel you know that they want to go deep into rules or a whole lot of take that this is um you the take that will be oh you took the tile i wanted but it's not it is it's not mean-spirited in that way um so i think this is a great one but if you had money to throw around or let's say you had um a family member who really wanted to get something you wanted to team up to get them into gaming too my my ideal I, gift to get families playing at the holidays would be crokinole bring your crokinole board or get some you know team up to buy one for as a as a family and then you will be playing that instead of so many of your other board games and you'll just re-rack and play it again steve's the winner here both of those are great choices everybody's played acropolis right i think yeah. so yeah, yeah. I have now. I played it at, at ChuckCon this summer. It's the only time I've played it on the table. Now mm -hmm. I play it with Nina and Becky all the time on Board Game Arena, mm -hmm. and I get stomped. <laughs> I, I won the first time I played on BGA with, with that group, and I have mm -hmm. not even come close since then. Nina is a shark in that game. She's really Oh, yeah. She figured out my little strategy good. right away, and now she neuters it every single time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I kind of put yourself too thin. You can't I'm spread a, yourself I'm, too thin in that game. I always go gold, gold and either red or gold and green or gold and blue. And it's too obvious of a strategy. It's um, mm -hmm. she just she neuters it. So I got I have to yeah. I'm gonna have to zig instead of zagging. I finally yeah. got a hard copy about zagging? a week ago, 
and I need to get it to the table so I can figure it out a little Definitely. bit better and maybe I won't be so terrible at it online. Has anybody played it with non, you know, with, with people just kind of, you know, casual gamers? Anybody tried that yet? I'm wondering if I could play it during mm -hmm. Christmas with, with the fam, you know? I haven't tried I, it yet, but I bet you could. Yeah, I bet you could, but it, it might it might be like it's a combination of two different mechanics that might be hard to wrap your head around. The verticality of it might hurt some heads. Yeah. And the idea that when you lay a tile on the top of other tiles, you have to kind of straddle two tiles. People might say, but wait, if it's, and I, but they might think that they have to match tiles underneath. I might say it's for, you give it at Christmas time, but play some of the other games and you start playing it around January, February, when yep. you come back together, you, you break them in a little bit and then they're ready for the next level filler kind of thing. I'm Jay, have you ever played Crokinole here at the house? I can't remember. Never played a full game. Okay. Messed around with it a little oh, bit. Yeah. Oh, but next yeah. time you're in town, we need to play it because I've got it set up Great. right here just permanently. So it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. That That yeah. is a game that comes out for every holiday party. Like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, my nieces and nephews, they want to come upstairs because we can play and we can still chat and visit. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. That's a great one. That's two good choices. Jay, can you top Steve's choices here? We're getting some well, good Christmas before, choices. I don't know about top, but I mean, I did, I did teach. Kristen, uh, Acropolis bought it for uh, those, those directions. That's how directions work. Um, <laughs> and I forgot that I'm very good at spatial puzzles. So I had to sort of temper my strategy mm -hmm. and like let her understand, okay, this is what you should be doing. Like the first game, she didn't go vertical at all. And was like, you gotta go a little bit higher. That's how you get a little more of a combination. Um, but yeah, I, I think Acropolis is one that you 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 definitely want to play with the family, um, or or like entry level gamers, right? People who have played, you know, maybe maybe Cascadia or uh, Ton or you know maybe Unmatched. People who are kind of familiar with a couple of different mechanics in the game, they can handle Acropolis. Hope you're right, but. Uh... You got a game for us on that? Speaking of Catan, by the way, I'm, I'm watching a Christmas movie before I, before I came up here, forgetting what time it was. we were supposed to be doing this. <laughs> and they said, oh, let's do a game night. And they pulled out Catan. They played Catan oh, wow. and Werewolf in the Christmas movie. That was, that was mm. kind of cool. Wow. So what's, mm. your, what's, your, what's your idea? We're, we're talking about games that are good gifts at, in the holidays. What, what you, you got an idea? Yeah. Um, I, this was a tough question. For me but i think i'm actually gonna go with pictomania which is by cge uh designed by vlada chivalto and with bj showing is the first edition but uh oh really i don't know how yeah i don't know how different first and second edition are they look pretty similar um, that's so cute yeah so there's a there's a giant like dragon on on both copies and it's, it's drawing similar right but yeah, so in this game, everyone is given a two-part combination. You get a letter and a number. And based on those, you have to draw a specific thing. But the catch is, is that Winston people are going to be guessing what you draw. And um, let's say, for example, the four of us were playing. I might have to draw rain. But I need to make it look different from mist or smog or hail. 
and Verla, you might cat, but you need to make it like different from a squirrel or a coon. And so these are kind of like the different um, potential things that people are drawing and they're all assigned numbers. So your job is three things, draw really well, but also draw fast and distribute your points to other people's drawing. So it's this like wacky combination of, I need to make something that's legible, but I also need to be looking at what other people are doing. And at the same time, I need to remember when I'm done, I have to grab highest point value from this center before anyone else takes it. Hmm. I was not very good at this game when we played it at uh, Chuck Con, but man, I had such a good time. Jeff had, I've heard so many good things about Pictomania and it, 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 it totally rocked. I mean, you, you have to think fast and you have to think out of the box. Look, look at these cards right here. Uh, the difference between saucer and plate and bowl, that, that'd be pretty tough to think. But give yourself five seconds <laughs> to think of the difference between those. It's yeah, tough. so it's, it's like a, it's a weird balance between spe speed and accuracy. Does that, does that equalize for people's artistic quality? That way, by making it a race that the best artist might really try to craft something, but they're going to be too slow to not really, you know, get the message across quickly. I'll tell you, Steve, on my way up here, I played this game with my older brother, his wife, and my wife, Kristen, and I lost every time because my pictures were a little too detailed. I spent a little too long and they were already done distributing their points. So I got mm -hmm. the lower points. I still guess what everybody drew but I wasn't fast enough because you have to draw yours first. And then when you're done, you get to look at other people's and your points that way. So right. you really got to figure out like, what is that defined like piece of this, you know, cane instead of a sword or a stick? Like, how do I get them right. to realize what I'm drawing in the fastest amount of time? Mm -hmm. That's a good choice. So are Jay and I the only ones that have played it? No, I've played it before, but I, I I know that the challenge in these art games is that you want to make sure that the best artist is not automatically the winner. And how do you balance that with the rules that make it so that there's something that levels the playing field somehow? And I found that the racing kind of, you know, did do that a little bit. But then you also kind of had to be, you were distracted by what other people were drawing, which could also get in the way of the artist you know, paying too much attention to their own stuff because you're always scouting. What's that going to be? What's that going to be? I think there's always a built-in advantage for people that can draw for, in any game with drawing, but mm -hmm. it's it's minimal in this one because of the speed yeah. and because it's really about thinking and lateral thinking from a from a aspect of here's a clue and what can I mm -hmm. make in only three or four strokes or five or six strokes that's gonna that's gonna trigger that that response. So mm -hmm. right. that that could be a, somebody who, I think who's an artist or graphic designer could be very good at that. But I, I think anybody that's got a creative streak can do that too, or just mm -hmm. anybody that can visualize what these things look like in 2d form. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I, 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 I did not do great at it, but I mean, there was a couple of oh, times where yeah. I had a good one and a couple of times where mine totally stunk, you know, just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. The, the real problem that, we, and it's not a problem. This is the beauty of the game. The beauty of the game is when two or three people have, kind of similar things and mm -hmm. similar issues or even when one person has what looks like a similar drawing but is not anything like what it's supposed to represent you know 
but yeah. they, that's where they that's where you have that table talk where the person's like but what I, what I really meant was this you know those are coins <laughs> falling from the sky you know yeah so. as bj is describing you can see on the cards that there's a like a one through seven on each of the cards so you play with three of those cards each round and every player has a one two three four five six and seven so you can only give out one one you can only give out one two one three so if my four looks like a three but bj had the three then you right. might screw up your scoring and they like bj what did you draw and how does this look like this it's a it's a great great time i mean it's important to draw okay. right jay but it's also important to vote right that that's mm -hmm. where the points come right mm -hmm. good choice that's a great choice all right i'm gonna and we'll get to the last one and this is mine this is one i've been playing a lot recently so let me see if I can get the cover up real quick. Ah, I can't find it. So I'll just share it. This is one that uh, I played. It was one of the ones that when I went to BGGCon, I really wanted to play because it was one of the ones I saw at Essen. Uh, it is World Wonders. I think it's coming out. Yeah, my version is Arcane Wonders. It had been a Spanish publisher, if I remember right, or a Brazilian publisher, and Arcane Wonders picked it up. It is a tile laying game, so it's it's similar to some of the other games we've talked about. But I think anybody can learn this, and this is why: the there's only one thing you do in your turn. Well, two things, okay. If if passing is is the second option, but the first option is just to buy something, any one of the tiles, or any one of the little towers, or uh or the roads, and that's it. That that's basically your turn. You just pick out one of those things. So while there's always uh, like nine choices they're right there in front of you so i think i could teach anybody hey look you're going to pick one of these tiles you only have seven coins and over a couple a couple of turns you got to spend your seven coins on all these different tiles and the scoring is surprisingly pretty simple you're going to score for closing in what they call districts that's basically any one of these colored tiles you want them completely surrounded by everything that you have, either the sides of the board or the roads and the, and the other buildings. You can only place buildings next to the same colors. And you can, um, and if you get stuck where you can't put anything more, you can spend two coins to get a tower and restart your system again for your city. So you can teach the rules in just a couple of minutes, but gamers are gonna enjoy it because there's two twists on it. There are public objectives that are kind of crunchy. You can actually leave those out if you're playing with uh, with your family, and I think the game still plays well because the public objectives don't really score very many points, just a few points for each one of them. You can leave that out. And the second thing is they have these gorgeous toy-looking monuments. And the monuments are, I mean, everything from the Trojan horse to the, to the Great Wall of China to the Roman Colosseum, and they all look gorgeous on there. And the twist is that they don't cost any money. They cost all your money. Whatever money you yeah. have left over in that round, that's what it costs. So a careful okay. planner gets down to one or two coins and then buys the monument as long as they fit the monument's requirements. Mm -hmm. Maybe the monument says you need to put this monument next to the river and next to a blue building. Oh, I've got an open space between the river and my blue building. I'll grab it. But you don't want to do it early in the turn. It's going to cost you seven coins. That's too expensive, right? So mm -hmm. it's that push your luck where how far can I go before Steve or Jay or Verla take the money? I can see Jay's got the same blue uh, tile with a river there, but mm 
but he's also at six and I'm at five. I think I can go one more round. I think I can go one more turn before I do that. And then somebody snipes it. It wasn't as prevalent in the two player game when uh, Jared and I played it, but in a four and five player game, oh man, it, you're right. constantly, there's that interaction that's not overbearing. I think it's very family friendly, family friendly interaction, determining how far can I go before I get the monument. So that's World Wonders. The, the three reasons is the rules are easy to teach. It, it plays well with family and has gamer elements. And number three, it just looks amazing on the table. It does. With, with all these, look at these monuments. Machu Pico, I think, mm -hmm. is my favorite one. Uh, or I call them the dum-dums because I don't know what else to call them. I don't remember what they're called. Is it the Isle of Man statues, maybe? What are they called? Oh, the, the Moai from Easter Island? Yeah, from Easter Island. Yeah. I, I call them the dum-dums from that movie. I can't remember which movie <laughs> they it was. Catch you. <laughs> Jay, you know which movie I'm talking about? What's no, that? not National Treasure. Um, Night at the Museum. Night yes. Museum. That's it. Yeah. Yes. So all of them are cute. There's the Roman aqueduct. There's the Great Pyramids. So the, they mm -hmm. all look, oh, just ignore that guy. But there's all, he's still in there. So that's World Wonders from Arcane Wonders. I, I just, man, I think the world is designed by Z uh, Mendez. And it's available pretty much everywhere. It was kind of hard to get for a while. But Arcane mm -hmm. Wonders uh, thinks a lot of it. And supposedly they're going to support the game. So I don't know. I has anybody played it? Did anybody else have any thoughts? No, on I haven't played it. What would no. like to? Oh wow! It's great. DJ, what's the max yeah. player count on it? I think it's five. If I five. remember right, it's five. Big uh, box? No. Ticket to ride size? Less box? than ticket to ride size. A little okay. bit less than a ticket to ride size. Look, it's right here. Like Cascadia size? No, not that. Somewhere one. in between those two. Yeah, Starship Captains. Uh, okay. Okay. So Heaven and Ale, that size. Okay. So okay. I guess right. I, I guess that's pretty close to uh that's pretty close to a ticket ride box, right? Close. I think so. Yeah, it looks like a ticket ride size. So yep. that is World Wonders. Yeah. Uh Good yes, call. I've seen some of the critics say, well, it does, it's like every other uh tiling game, blah blah. I guess. Uh Cascadia is one of one of my favorite games. Not that it does anything. I've told Randy this, not that it does anything completely unique but it does it fantastic and it does it smoothly. Mm -hmm. It feels like a game that has been out forever. Like just a classic game that you've always played, even though it just came out a year or two. That's how world wonders reminds me of world wonders is like, wow, this game should have been around before. Why didn't, why didn't anybody think of this? It's got those two little yeah. cool twists that I really enjoy. Very right. good. That is world wonders. All right, let me close this one out. Next up, uh, Jay, Kind of luxury that I didn't get to do, and I don't think Steve got to go this year. Did Steve, not go this year. I'm sure you and Verla have some questions for Jay about Pax Unplugged. Tell us all about it, Jay. I absolutely can. So Pax Unplugged is probably my favorite convention. It's the, it's the one I try to go to as much as I can um, because it was my first convention back in 2019. But um, yeah, I got to go this year. A um, little bit of work, a little bit of play. Uh, like I said, I had some sessions in the unpub room, but I was also working for Panda, checking in on clients, you know, talking to new clients, see, seeing how the wind's blowing in the industry. But uh, I also got to see some some new games, a couple different booths, and just enjoy the show. Saw some new stuff? Yeah, new to me, because you know me, BJ. I don't, I don't always know the, the new, new hotness i kind of hear from you and the group but um one of the booths that you know is on the rise and 
probably not going to slow down anytime soon is the Ravensburger boot because Lorcana released a new set of cards and sure enough they had they had a line snaking through the hall there was their own little section you know dedicated to people waiting in line to get the new Mickey the Gathering cards as I like to call it. I love Jay's <laughs> word for it Mickey the Gathering Oh, that's Rise of yeah. Bloodborne, man! You can't get it anywhere, Jay. You're lucky to have seen it. We we they've almost sold out here in Lafayette already. There's very yeah. few, very little product for it. Did you yeah. try it while you were there? I, have, I haven't. I got to try Locana at Gen Con, and I'm very good about um, telling myself not to um, get hooked on things that are that have like very very good possibility for longevity so uh luckily my brother you know really went in on dice throne so i don't have to do that you know that's highly expandable Morcana is one that didn't grab me enough to to make me want to you know invest my life savings even though stitch and genie look <laughs> they I'd, I'd love to but yeah yeah it'd be a problem it'd be a real problem look at this art i mean this art is just fantastic they could have just pulled cells you know, um, from all the classic movies, animated features mm -hmm. and all that. But instead, they got new art. Some, in some yeah. cases, Jay, I don't know if you've seen some really different art, like giant versions of Tinkerbell. You know what I mean? Things the, things that we don't normally associate with, with the characters because they're telling mm -hmm. a story through these sets of cards. We don't know what the story is because it's going to discover as the, as the sets come out. But I do love this game. I just, it's so hard to get product. I'm just kind of waiting till next year to kind of get back into it a little bit. I think we're going to start a league in, uh, mm -hmm. in January again. Has anybody else played it? Anybody, Steve? I have not. Not being Verla? the huge Disney file, that doesn't call out to me so much. But the sound that we're hearing is Dean gasping as we see these things and hoping that, <laughs> that they're going to get to him soon if they're not in his, yeah, his greedy, greedy Disney hands already. I know. It's, it's gorgeous, man. It is gorgeous. Yeah. So you did get to, so you got the, and, and just like Gen Con, it was, it was madness around those booths. It wasn't as crazy as Gen, Gen Con. Um, Timey checking like in. What's up, Time Roller? Hey, Time Roller. Thanks for jumping by. Time Roller, we got to, BJ, we got to ask him our, our traditional Time Roller question. Has, but I has think he might have played Lorcana. Have I, you I feel played? Like we can't ask him. When time, when Timey jumps in, whatever game we're playing, we play stump timey to see if we've played a game that he hasn't played. Jay, I think we've only done it once or twice, right? Where he hasn't actually played the game. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's not. Okay. Oh, put okay. that on the wall. Oh. Not a CCG player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same. That was kind of an unfair one there. I, I'm that not is, either. That is, that, is a, that is a philosophically wise choice. It's a tough one. It's, it's, it's a tough I, part I made the same like, call. So so BJ probably can't really answer this because he's already in on it. But like Steve, a little Verla, well, Stephen Verla, what what IP would make you get into a CCG? Like, what's the one IP that you wouldn't be able to resist? Ooh, mm -hmm. that's a great question. I was going to say Lord be, of the Rings, but be, doesn't that exist yeah, already? That and I haven't been pulled into it. You haven't gotten it. Yeah, it's true. So actually, I was thinking as yeah. you guys were talking about this, like this IP is, you know, what could potentially get me to try it, but I wouldn't be sinking money into it. 
Yeah. But if somebody you had, make... you know, the cards and they're like, hey, we could just play a game. Show me how it works. You can I, just I, get I two decks and play. They they come with starter decks and you just play them. You know, mm -hmm. you can do that. You don't have mm -hmm. to collect them. But they have a, they have a Disney version of playing Commander. Yeah, I mean, the, okay. they're they're ready made decks that come that you can buy right off right okay. off the box. Yeah, and it actually comes I with a couple of booster yeah. packs because they're trying to you know entice you. The only the only thing that would come close to maybe make me thinking about a CCG would be something that I know is never going to happen since Terry Pratchett has died. Oh, oh can I guess? Decided okay, not. Mind. Oh, you knew what it was going to be. It wouldn't it wouldn't have been a guess. It would have been a no. You know this, and your mom would probably say the same. Mm -hmm. um, if it was Discworld, there's so much in there, so much character that could happen mm -hmm. that that would catch me. But it's not going to happen because so that IP is just not going to be released for other games. I don't know if you saw this, Jay. Do that. Did you see this, Jay? I was thinking about Steve the other day. Somebody posted in that Louisiana Facebook uh, group. They're selling Discworld Ankmor. Ankmorph? Is that easy? Ankmorpork. Ankmorpork. And they're selling it, but it's like $350 or $250. Yeah. So that's about, that's barely about played. going rate. Yeah. Whew, that's rough. That is rough. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be an IP you might actually want to get a couple But I don't know that out. I would need to do it because Ankh Morpork, Discworld Ankh Morpork is an entirely card-based game anyway. True. There is a yeah. board, but all the art in there and all those characters, are, are they already exist. I don't have to go shopping for them or hunting for them. They're in the game already. So I don't yeah, know. There is a board, but that game is all about the characters. And it's really, all about the characters and the really card. Really all about playing the other players. Mm -hmm. That's, that's yes. kind of what the game and is. And control, con it's an area control game, basically. Yeah. Or, you know, but yeah. That well, would, assuming that it's would like think. it's like the one that I played, uh, Nancy Narking, where you're it, you're trying to figure out what's the end game goal for each of the other players. Who, who is the other the person? Yeah. They they each have a win. They have a a person that's their secret personage, and they have a win condition. So you can mm -hmm. see what's happening on the board and figure out. Oh, you must be blank because you win if you get this. So that yeah. is interesting. I am interested in the second game that you have on the list, though, Jay. If you yeah, feel like talking so about that one, I'm, I'm interested. I'm really in it too. interested in this one. This was this was my only fax failure. So I got there on Friday. Failure. I went to the hall and I went looking for Sky Team. Sky Team is by Scorpion Mosque. You know, a big headset booth. Les Scorpion there. Mosque. They had all all the copies, and I made the mistake of not getting it when i first saw it mm. you know i thought no. I, I just got here i don't want to carry too much stuff around come back there's tons of copies available went back on saturday and there was a sign that said sky team out of stock you can go to such and such website and i was like now it's time mm. to dive into all of the big like conglomerate retail stores that just have games on games on games See if I can find a copy. And Cosmic Beat says it's so good, Jay. Yeah, yeah. So Sky Team is a dice manipulation worker placement type of game where it's just for two players, strictly two players, and cooperative. And both co-pilots. Yes, yeah, it's a cooperative game where you're trying to land the plane, and there's multiple scenarios. So you're not just doing once. You can up the difficulty, go to different areas, land different planes, but it's limited communication, which is the, the kicker there. You, you have a timer and you can communicate up until the point when the timer starts. At that point, you're just using dice to keep playing steady or like increase and decrease your speed. And it just seems like 
a great time for two people to sit down and try to you know work together without talking. Any interest, Steve Berla? Does it sound interesting? Yeah, that I looks really. Totally I actually played this a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Um, I did uh, at a game day. It was the end of probably six or seven hours of gaming, and oh. the three other people had played it. Um, and so I was learning as I went. And I was very tired, <laughs> but they turned it into teams since we had four people. Mm. So we had teams of two uh, working through it, and. Like I said, I was really tired at that point. So my my thoughts, I need another play. But I would play it again. And I'm not a co-op fan, mm -hmm. so that should say something positive for it. Yeah, it does. I'm totally into this theme. I too. like the dice manipulation. You know, that definitely um, made it more interesting to me. I'm still like trying to figure out how the pilot and copilot are sitting next to each other and they can't talk. That that's a little <laughs> unusual to me. That would be weird if I went on Southwest Airlines and the, then they then they're like, we don't talk to each other. We'll see we'll if we can get you there eight. safely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but thematically, I mean, maybe maybe there's a disconnect there, but it makes sense mm -hmm. for the game purposes, right? You know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I did. But look at that game board. That just looks so. It looks the so board realistic. was pretty cool. It looks also also pretty tight. Like it's not going to take up a massive amount of space, mm -hmm. and it seems almost like you're 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 looking at an instrument panel. So that should be kind of claustrophobic and small feeling. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Sky Team, this is a good choice. It's a good choice, Jay. I want to give that a go. I got a question for you, Jay. Did you have mm -hmm. something that you came back thinking I would love that, and did you have something that you came back thinking, oh, that's going to be the next big thing? Did you see something other uh, non-Disney that was like, you think, oh, that was the buzz here. This is going to be the one that blows up. Well, sort of. I guess I did. Um, I got to try um, a new game by a new designer who uh, is seeing some great success. Very, very well deserved. Uh, Amon Anderson, and I might be mispronouncing his first name, but he designed Gnome Hollow, which is this new game that's coming mm -hmm. out next year in august i believe from the op and uh it's 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 fantastically designed game um just receiving all types of breaks that's well deserved but i got to play uh his new game which is called twinkle twinkle uh we're showing it off and <laughs> it's so so this is no problem so right? oh, oh my goodness that must be purchased like i I'll be honest. I don't. I don't know much about Gnome Hollow except it's gorgeous it's and it's cute. well done. Yeah, it's that's, a, that's kind of all you need to know, right? Cute um, gnomes. And oh, I see man. tiles. Possibly some tile placement. Yeah, I haven't yeah. heard of this until this moment, and I'm very excited. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I can't oh, find man. Twinkle Twinkle, so I'm not sure on that one. Kelly's chiming in. So Twinkle Twinkle is a facial puzzle where oh. you've got a, a four by five and you're pulling tiles from a bag and it's communal. You play at the same time. <laughs> you're these. drafting them. <laughs> so you pull one and then you pass the rest and you place it on your board. So you've got constellations, you've got meteorites, you've got planets, you've got black holes, you've got... Uh, space invaders you've got resource like research to uh, satellites and the decisions are great the point combinations are great 
it's it has all of the the things that we love about kind of spatial puzzle tiling maximization games and it's space theme but it has these nice acrylic tiles that you lay on top of your galaxy so you're kind of like forming this little solar system over like 20 minutes uh this is just a wonderfully like slim really well designed game that's cool. I'm. Nice. I've got his. I've got his other game, but I don't think this is the one you're talking about. Let me see. Taco taunt, attack, conquer, and obsess. <laughs> so Aman has a yeah. has a way with coming up with uh with games that you know just yeah. very visually appealing. So Taco Taco Little Star. Yeah. No, I can't find yeah. Twinkle. Yeah. Be on the lookout. Yeah. Be okay. on the lookout for, for Aman and all of his all of his great games. Does it look like these are going directly to retail, or is there going to be uh, um, some sort of crowdfunding? I think he's probably uh, a designer who wants to see how how we can fare in both areas. You know, if publishers are really interested, sure, pitch mm -hmm. them out, and mm -hmm. if not, then maybe the Kickstarter route. But BJ, maybe next guest on the show. You know, in a couple weeks or a few great months idea. or so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. uh let's see let's reach out and see what we can do on that one. Tell me about PAX itself though. What any any this is your second or third time. So any 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 did yeah. you notice anything different? Any tips for people that haven't been before? Um yeah, so so if you haven't been to PAX before, it's the last convention like larger convention of the season and um as far as I've seen it before, it's been pretty chill, right? You kind of just go it's holiday season. Philadelphia has a nice Christmas market. The uh, Reading Terminal Market has great food right underneath the convention center. Uh, so you, it's kind of like a perfect little getaway, even for gnomes, right? You, you might <laughs> spot a couple gnomes here and there. Um, but what I noticed that was really different about this PAX is that it was crowded. Like mm. attendance was up. Uh, the line on Friday, morning wrapped around the building three times oh, wow. people were just people were people were there and um there's a couple of different theories of why that might be mostly with just like the the holiday season just it just people feeling like you know they're getting back into games coming out of the pandemic also like then kind of Nesson were re really really crowded this year so maybe a couple people you know decided not to go and PAX was their sort of rejuvenation and you know I'm, I'm gonna skip the big ones go to the the kind small one this year hmm. how for somebody that hasn't been to that one how does it compare say to like bgg con yeah so PAX has a pretty sizable vendor area uh has sure. a lot of charlotte's area. calling you out by the way pretty sure j bell was like a ghost during the convention I know a few folks who didn't even know he was there. Yeah. But apparently you ran yeah. into Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte is my wonderful, wonderful friend from Louisville. And uh, she works with the team over at Flatout and uh, volunteering mm. for them. And she, oh, cool. she can give an A plus top of the line pitch for uh, Fit to Print. If you nice. don't already love the game, hear her talk about it. And I guarantee you'll walk away with a copy. But mm. um, so, yeah, PAX has um a ton of like open play play areas like just 
it's tables upon tables upon tables for you to grab a game and sit down with some friends. Um, it's it's really balanced, I'd say, as far as like what you can do there. Yeah. But um, it's do they have a game library like BGG, or is it just whatever you buy at the vendor booths? You can go play those. I think they do have a checkout area. Yeah, and there is. They, a, there, I know it, they have, yeah. It's like tables that you can just go and sit at, right? And there's already game set up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they do have open yeah. gaming then. Oh, they mm -hmm. do. And the library is is a pretty big library, but it's a process to go through. If I remember correctly, last time I was there, you had to look around at the games and getting through to be able to see all the stuff that was at the library because it's not on shelves, it's out on tables. Okay. So digging okay. through and looking under piles was not the easiest way to go about getting games to the table. A lot of people, I think, were more likely to have games that they had purchased, crack them open, and, and play them there, too. But gotcha. it, is, it seemed like it was kind of half and half to me, vendor versus play space. Yeah. Did they announce any numbers? I don't I don't know that they have. If they have, I haven't seen them. I would be curious. It looked like it It definitely passed a BGG con a long time ago, uh, but yeah. it looked like it was approaching Origins or bigger than Origins. Um, mm -hmm. And I'd, I'd say so. Charlotte said the free play area was so crowded. I heard folks were desperate to grab empty tables. That's always tough. Yeah. I, you know, it's one of the the, the downsides of going to Gen Con. There, it, it's tough to find open tables to play. Uh, once you once you've gone for you know after a while, you you learn about places like the, the third floor in the JW Marriott or different uh, other places that are open. But Bert will tell you, BGG Con and Dice Tower and all these other cons like in Origins, they have the that it's about playing games to me more than shopping. Although we do do some shopping, though, right, Berla? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't help it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot. I mean, I haven't been to the other ones like Gen Con or PAX or anything. Um, but from what I hear about those, I'm. It seems like BGG Con really doesn't have nearly the vendor presence mm -hmm. in comparison, proportionally. Um, so yeah, I was curious because I've been seeing posts on in Facebook game groups and everything as well of people that went to PAX and were like disappointed because it sounds like they didn't have the free play experience that they were expecting based on BGG experiences. So mm -hmm. Mark Rhodes yeah, did a video walkthrough Jay of uh, Mark Rhodes from uh, all play did a video walkthrough of the vendor hall. And I was impressed. That's a pretty big vendor hall. In fact, what, what I liked is that they had some wide open spaces for walkways. It, I don't know what it was like when it opened. Cause he was doing this while they were still setting up. But it feels like mm. you wouldn't be on top of each other. Like you are at Gen Con, you know? Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I think it could get, you know, crowded lunchtime or two o'clock on Saturday, but it mm -hmm. doesn't stay like that the whole time. Yeah. There's room around the edges to move on the outside of the hall, where it's, it usually tends to be like more, you know, think about these as streets. There's like avenues on the outside and then the streets themselves can get kind of clogged, especially if it's a busy, you know, it just happens to be a hot street, but down, down there's, down the middle, and then like three separate big ones, mm -hmm. and then there's roads, you know, alleys off of that. And it is can this get, the big? Can get crowded. Is this the big convention for the Northeast, basically, or is there something similar for New York, Boston? That that whole PAX, PAX East is, but that's not purely yeah. board gaming. Mm -hmm. um, so it's PAX, probably the Northeast yeah. version, basically. Uh, and and from New York or. Philly or any of those places, you know, to get to Philly, it's a train ride away, right? I mean, it's relatively easy to get two, there. It's about a two and a half hour drive for me. Yeah. That's not I mean, bad at all. Not bad at all. 
from Boston, North Carolina, DC area, obviously. I got mm-hmm. to hang out with you know Aaron Bradley. Hey, thank you, Hexstar. Uh Dragon Very said cool. caught the written review of Apiary, saw you were live, thought to stop by. Hey, look, come by anytime. We love chatting. So thank you. And thank you yeah, for uh, welcome, reading welcome. the blog. It's always nice to know there's one or two people out there. <laughs> You're not just talking into the into the ether. Yeah, no. I'm writing these things, and you're like, you're wondering who's on the other side reading them. So that, that's always right. interesting. Back to what you were saying, Jay. Yeah, no, just mostly that PAX is one of my favorite conventions because I get to see so many of my friends and one of my good friends all the way from the West Coast, Amy Bayo, owner of Pink Tiger Games, actually went to PAX for the second year. I think this was their second time there. And I re- remember passing by her area and she was always chatting with people. And Amy is a amazing saleswoman. Her products are great. Her games are conversational games, right? They're really intro level. I want you to, you know, have a good time chatting with people. If honestly, if you're looking for holiday gift, check out Pink Tiger Games. Um, I think she's on Ludology this episode. I think. Oh, okay. If I remember right, there's a good interview. I'm pretty sure it's Ludology, but it's a really good inter- interview if you guys haven't haven't listened to it. So check that oh, out. You, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very good. Pink um, Tiger. They have any? It, does Does Amy have anything coming out? Anything we need to keep I an eye out on? Her most recent Kickstarter was a few months ago for her game. It might have been Cloud Cloud Nine was the most recent release. He does them so like frequently and so well that. I can't remember which one, but I think Cloud Nine was the most recent game that she did. Really breaking the mold and sort of like, I think that a lot of gamers have the idea that like conversational games aren't really games. And Amy mm. completely shatters that idea. Like, totally. Speaking of conversation, there's an elephant in the room that you have not addressed yet, J Bell. The most important thing at PAX Unplugged did okay. you run into Philip Millman? That, I mean, I don't even know why we wasted the rest of this show and haven't talked about our friend Philip Millman yet. Did you run into him? Did you get a picture with Ralph? Did you? Did you? Did you? Well, he doesn't have Ralph did, anymore. Tr- well, he took a picture with it, though. He did take a picture. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Philip and I did not have a chance to run into each other. What? Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he had some, some things that, that came up and uh, we didn't have a chance to meet. So, Maybe next time. Well, thanks for stopping by. Lone Shark says, Amy is sunshine personified. That's Aww. a good timeline. That's a good If you're not following on Facebook, like, you should, because I see her fashion, and I'm just like, I wish I was as cool as Amy. Like, mm. it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you didn't get is to Is she in Portland, control. Jay? I think she might be. I can remember I if it was she might Portland be. or Seattle. I, like, I've seen yeah. some stuff of hers through a mutual friend, Catherine Dreyer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you met her at PAXU. Yes. yes. Um, Jay knows, she's in Jay Portland. knows Catherine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been mm-hmm. friends with her for a while. We've yet to meet in person, but um, yeah, I think it's through her post. I've seen Amy's stuff and it seems very colorful and just this little comment about sunshine personified kind of mm-hmm. matches the impression I've had. Sounds let's, right. Let's keep an eye out for pink tiger games and to see what they have come mm-hmm. up. Good call. I do have something to get to, but before that, there is you talked about running into um, flat out games. You know, I've never met them in person. I've only just talked uh, on screen or you know, uh, before and after the show or a couple of a couple of other interviews with them. But did you get a chance to play Nocturne? 
did not get a chance to play Nocturne. I went by the booth and there were other people playing Nocturne. It was very, very hot. It knows um, everyone. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's true. I, I played Nocturne like three or four times now. And, and the more I play it, the more I like it. And what I really was impressed with it is that it plays well at two players. I would not have expected a, a, a Reiner Knizia style bidding type of game would play well with two players, but it really does. It's, it's interesting good. thing about Nocturne. It's a new mechanic I've never seen before. Every time you play it, there's different rules. <laughs> okay. That is fair. I've never, I've never seen this in a game before. It's pretty remarkable. We're, we're three for three on Nocturne, and we played it three different ways. Oh, man. <laughs> to be fair, I, if you watch the last stream, I even read the rule out that Sean said had given content creators so much trouble. But Understood. Oh, man. I had, to, I had to redo the video twice to get it right. Oh, no. I had, to give, you, that I had to give you a little bit of the business no, I, on that. That wasn't there. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. Oh, I hate, I hate getting – that one broke my heart because I think Jared was so upset and I think that rule, had we played it correctly, I think he would have. He did, by the way, after the show, he's, you got to understand. I mean, Jared's doing a character, right? You know what I mean? He's doing a bit, a little bit. But that, that, that is the true gamer coming out. He he was hot about mm -hmm. it. But he is playing it up a little bit. After the stream, he was like, you know, I really did like it. Um, it's just, I wish they'd fix that. And then we found out, yeah, that's because we played it wrong. Is it even a, there you go, thank you. Is it even a board game if you didn't play it incorrectly? I mean, come on. It's a. We're playing with paper rules, you know what I mean? That uh, that are still changing, but I was actually you can have several surprised. pancake games in that scenario. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, More exactly. pancakes are better. <laughs> All right, well, Jay, this is a board game show, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to play a game. Steve has been working for six months on this game <laughs> because we knew that you were coming in. So I'm gonna let Steve take it away with the board game. Well, actually, no, I, I'm in charge of the board game tonight. Okay, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna play a game that we've never done on the show before. Okay. Oh boy! So we're just, how many pancakes does it take? How many pancakes can you eat, Kelly? I can eat a whole stack of them, right? <laughs> uh, oh, he um, Hexstar Dragon met Connie. Ran into people who stopped by to check out API, but didn't have time and energy to meet with as many people. Okay, I got to So Hexstar, are you involved with API? Because uh, so we actually Steve and I tried to get Connie on the show. I just I don't think we've ever. I've been successful. Oh. I'd love to have Connie on the show. Well, there you go. There's the answer. Oh, my God. Oh, great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's fantastic. Look, I don't want to spoil anything, and it's not because you're on the show, the Star Dragon, but Apiary is going to make the um, Florida Ludo Awards this year. It's I've That's enjoyed it that Ludo. much. I, I don't know mm -hmm. if anybody – the most coveted awards in board gaming, the, the Florida Ludos. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I'm really digging it. The more I play it, the more I really like it. The Florida Ludos, is that is that a Girl Scout cookie? It's, it almost. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play a board game. Um, and, and this is one that the chat crew can play with us. We're just going to do a short version because I don't know if it's even going to work. I call it. Who said that? This is inspiring. This is this is inspiring. Who said that? Instead of who that, it's who said that. All right. So, and this is a, this is a J theme game. So I, I was only had time to do a few questions, so it's not going to take long, but anybody can play this. So Jay, I want you to go last though. Give the chat crew, give Berlin and Steve a chance. Cause I think you're going to know most of these, if not all of them. All right. Ready? No idea. Who said this about gaming? So these are quotes Ooh. from people that I've pulled and you have to figure out who said it. And, if, and I and I don't want you to guess, Jay. I want I want Steve and Verlin, the chat crew, to guess first because we'll see. 
But then I'll give you a hint. So we're going to throw the quote out. We'll let it bubble, see if anybody gets it. Then I'll give you a hint. In other words, I'll give you two choices, and you'll have, and then Jay will pick from one of the two after we've all tried to guess, okay? Now, here we go. The first quote is, devils roll the dice, angels roll their eye. Steve, Verla, any any idea? You're taking me knowing everyone to a whole nother level. Okay, like. <laughs> All right. Does anybody have any idea? Devils roll the dice. Angels roll the eye. I'm figuring it might be tough, so let me give you two possible answers, okay? A loan shark's going to get Oh, you think so? Well, absolutely. All right. Let's see. Kelly says Will Wheaton. Interesting. Interesting choice. But I'll give you your I'll give you your two choices. It's either Steph Hodge from All the Meeples of the Rainbow or Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right, Burley, your guess. I'm gonna vote got? Taylor Swift. Steve. Steph Hodge. Jay. Hey, it's 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 Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Swift from her famous song, Cruel Summer. Oh, summer. Devils yeah. roll the dice, angels roll their eye. Okay, that's question number one. We're playing the game tonight. Who said that? Who said right. that? I'm, I'm going to have to go silent on this from this point forward because now I'm going to start thinking of the most absurd person who could have possibly was, said I that. Really actually would. Get difficult. I was yeah. hoping you would. All right, here we go. Second quote. If it's a game, you need to win. The best thing to do is just walk away from the table. Who said Kenny that? Rogers? Mm, good choice, but not anybody else. Verla, who said it? Say it again. If it's, if a, it's game, a game, you, need to, you need to win. The best thing to do is just walk away from the table. Who said that? Who said that? That. All right. I think y'all are stumped. Like Give me your two choices. Here's your two choices. It's either. By the way, I pulled all these from uh, followers of Jay on social media. So, Clay Ross, Doyle Brunson. Doyle Brunson is a, Doyle Brunson is a great cut. choice. Kelly, good Deep one. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, it's either Clay Ross from Capstone Games or Taylor Swift. <laughs> Berla, do you have a choice? The theme, the theme emerges. She says Taylor Swift. <laughs> Jay, Jay, what do you think? I think you have a very narrow mind about what music I listen to. Like, this is not the artist. <laughs> I didn't so have I enough time. Wait, where's Lawrence? I didn't have enough time yeah, right. to pull Lawrence. Oh, I was even going to pull some Tiny Habits, but I wasn't sure if you like Tiny Habits, so I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't, no, I do. That hey, is. is that Evan? Oh, yeah. There is Evan. Check Is that hey, Evan, Evan checking in? Is that Evan? All right. So Evan? your guess is who, Jay? I'm, I'm going to. Oh, with Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, it is. It is I Taylor Swift. Even, <laughs> I don't even know this song, BJ. It's not a is song. It, it's just a. Do quote we still have Hexstar Dragon? Oh Do we still God. have Hexstar Dragon? Do we still have a Lone Shark? About, or have you driven? Have you driven them away? We driven them all. <laughs> away. I, I think. All right. Yeah. If it's a game you need to win, the best thing to do is just walk away from the table. You can find that on quotefancy.com/slash/Taylor Swift. So, it's. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going with the pattern myself. The yeah. It's already figured me out here. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Number three in this game. I'm going to stump you on this one, Jay. The quote in our, in our number three part of who said that? 
a ruthless game unless you play it good and right. Who said that? Steve. Travis Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. That's okay. Now that's a great callback. Verla, you got a choice? Anybody? Chat Taylor crew? Swift. Who said that? She says Taylor Swift. I'll give you your two choices because I'm I'm <laughs> I can never be driven with Jay is involved. Also Taylor Swift. So I'm sensing a pattern in the in the answers here, but I'm going to tell you the two choices are Philip Millman talking about Pax Premier or Taylor Swift. Oh, in that case, <laughs> what's the quote again? <laughs> a ruthless game unless you play it good and right. Is it Philman, Philip Millman talking about Pax Premier or Taylor Swift? That could be Philip. I have no idea. Yeah, you're going to have to commit. I'm, I'm going to say Taylor Swift. Why not? I forgot to write down what quote, what song it's from, but I think it's love a ruthless game unless you play it good and right. Love is a ruthless game. I can't, I can't remember which song it's from. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I didn't have time to finish that one. Okay, last one. Last one of the night. Are we ready for the last? Taylor <laughs> Swift. <laughs> oh, Verla. All right, that's it. The, the, the <laughs> last one. I'm gonna. I think I'm going to stump you all on this one. Okay. Okay. The quote, number four. From the game, who said that? Let the games begin. Let the games begin. Let the games begin. <laughs> <laughs> who said that? The lone shark said Nocturne is secretly Taylor Swift themed, so maybe that's where he got the inspiration for the game. Patet, Patet, maybe, maybe. All right. So, any guesses on who said who said that? I'll give you your two choices. Is it? Candace Harris from Board Game Geek mm -hmm. or Taylor Swift? <laughs> T Swizzle. What is it? Tay Tay. It's Tay Tay. It is Taylor Swift. Yes. And I, I think I've run the bid into the ground, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People think the Queen Bee and Apiary is Beyonce, but it maybe it's actually T Swift. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And that we, we, is, we if only we knew somebody who knew Connie who could find out the answer to that question. If only we knew. And that is maybe the, Hex Star Dragon, maybe you could put us in contact and we can ask that question. We could ask that question. That is the Who Said That game presented by our friends at Game Toppers LLC. Don't forget, make your game nights a showstopper when you listen to Taylor Swift. All right, board gamers, <laughs> that's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. Hey, Jay, how can how can they get in touch with you if they have more questions about Taylor Swift or any of her albums or, um, or games um, in general? I'm, I'm, was this some attempt to draw her into the chat and increase your viewer count? Like I had, I was gonna do Lawrence. I was gonna go through. I was actually gonna go to your. You know where I got the idea from? You posted your Spotify. I think it was you that posted your Spotify thing. Kind of switched number three on there. You had yeah. So I was. I, I was saw that Lawrence was two. Lawrence was two. Jeff. Who's your favorite artist and why is it Taylor Swift? So when I saw that, I was like, "That's a great idea for a game." I'll go through his list. I'll find out quotes from their songs or interviews that have board game related, right? And then I ran out of time. So <laughs> I can only come up with those four. So karma. He tried. So, yeah, how, it was it was funny. How can they how can they get in touch with you? I mean, I'm all about the bit, right? I mean, it's all about the show. Yeah, you can find me on any social media panel um at hashtag or maybe maybe hashtag DJ Bell, but at DJ Bell. Um, you're on you're I'm, on Blue Ski, right? 
I'm on I'm on Blue Sky Blue Sky. I'm on Facebook. I'm barely on Instagram. I'm barely on Twix, but I'm still still there. I like to call it Blueski. You know, like a Brewski. Yeah. I think that's where they got the yeah. name. People say it sure. has something to do with the clouds, but no, it's it's like Blueski, like Brewski. Yeah, which is why you like playing ski team. <laughs> ski team, Steve. How can they get in touch with you? They need to talk to you. No, you reach Gumbo out to, through the Gumbo Gumbo Live. That's the way to find me. You can find me on uh, uh, social media is largely through this. And Berla, you're on Instagram, Instagram mostly. Yeah, Instagram mostly. Facebook, and the, handle? the board game ambassador. There it is. All right. Uh, catch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash boardgamegumbo on nights that we don't do Gumbo Live. We stream your games live on Twitch. And hopefully I'll have an, a, a rare appearance from uh, the G DJ Bell soon. Maybe even uh, play Pippet live on stream. Great oh, idea. Fun, I think. That would be fun. Yeah. All right. I am Let's BJ from Board Game Gumbo. Thanks, everybody in the chat crew. This is a lot of fun. Hopefully you got some good ideas for Christmas and, uh, and also a little bit uh, inside information on Pax U. Until next time, please have a bon temps with Bye, friends. Bye.